Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tanner, uh, part of the All You Can Hear podcast. I guess this will be segment one. Uh, this is episode 30 of the All You Can Hear podcast, so go us. And today we are at Scenic City Trios, and we'll just, it's going to be kind of, if you listen to the SCI episode, it's going to be a lot like that. And we're just going to be talking with, you know, the people of wrestling, wrestlers, promoters, all that good stuff. And with me first, I got my, or sorry, <laughs> Mikey from Black Label Pro. Uh, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? So, uh, pretty pretty much, again, we already explained this, but it's kind of informal. But I I really want to ask you some questions about Black Label Pro. And my, my first question is, what what spurred Black Label Pro? Why Black Label Pro? Why? Because I think it's a unique mix of these old WWF guys and WCW guys, and then you also bring in, like, fresh new talent to go along with it. And what was kind of, like, your inspiration for that? Well, first off, I wish you would have told me it was informal. I wouldn't have wore the suit here today. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we're all wearing bathing suits, aside from Mikey, who's wearing a full-on three-piece. So, uh, Here, I'm going to loosen my tie. All right, <laughs> yeah. Um, am I allowed to swear? Or yes, guys, yes. Okay. I am just, like, everything is the same old shit. Like, everything is exactly the same. Yeah. Like, you see Sammy Callahan on every show. Yeah. Every single show. There are seven guys, maybe ten guys. They're on every show. And I'm tired of it. And I mainly book people that I want to see personally. Yeah. Like, I found a Quebecer on Facebook, and I was like, I want to see him. Yeah. So, I found him on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Same with Ernest Miller. I found him on Facebook Messenger. Oh, God. And I was crazy. like, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> and I sent that request, and yeah. sent them messages, and I was like, you should come to my town. <laughs> it's kind of close to Chicago, and it'll be fun. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, because I, I totally agree with you. Like from a fan perspective, I always feel like you see a lot of your same guys on your shows. But like, even, you're, I mean, you're bringing in what I consider big in, indie names, especially regional. Like, I mean, you've brought in the Carnies on multiple, or about to be emotional, uh, multiple occasions now, and like Dominic Garini. And I feel like these guys are on the verge, but they're not. Get, I mean, they're not being booked on your PWGs. Or something that's like it's not Sammy Callahan who's on every show, or somebody else that's on every show. And I, I like the weird variety. Like I, it's I I get an AIW vibe in a big way, but in a good way, because like AIW will bring in like those old guys and mix them with the new guys. I feel like that's what you're doing with a different crop of talent, and I just I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, first off, I have told John Thorne of AIW personally, if it wasn't for his podcast, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be running a company because I believe in what they do so much. Yeah. And there's not enough like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with guys like Dom and the Carnies, like, and a lot, like a lot of the Southern talent, like, no one in the North necessarily believes in them yet, I don't think. Yeah. And, like, I do because, like, I mean, you could just tell that they're, like, they're dying to go places and, and they work so hard. Like, everyone I've brought in has worked so hard for me. And why would they? I mean, they they don't know me, but they're, they're working hard for those fans. And now those fans want to keep coming back. And it just... I mean, it's such an easy sell for me as a promoter to bring, mm-hmm. in, bring in guys like that. Like, Gunnar Miller's coming into this next show. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Fantastic. The fact that he's not everywhere right now is insane to me. Yeah, but he will be soon. AJ. Oh well, oh. Of, course, of course. I mean, obviously, I believe in AJ Gray. Oh, I mean, yeah. He just won that second tournament I put on. Yeah, I mean, and he's fantastic. And I like just looking at the brackets. I don't think you could have given me ten chances. I don't think I would have guessed Tom Lawler versus AJ Gray. Like that's just such a unique 
direction. I mean, you have Tom Waller, this former or UFC guy, essentially, that like legitimately kicks people's ass. And you have AJ, who turned 23 just now and like hasn't been wrestling too long. But it's just like a unique mix you wouldn't see anywhere else. Like no other place is going to book AJ Griffiths, Tom Lawler. Like somebody brings in Tom Lawler, they'll put him, you know, high up. AJ uh, is like still proving himself, does insane batshit stuff on every show he's on, which I'm scared to see what he does tonight. <laughs> and he's, he's actually going to be on the podcast a little bit later. And I'm, I just hope he doesn't flip on the podcast because, I mean, he's a big dude and he's just flipping around. <laughs> and it's crazy. But, I mean, that's what I love. And I love how it's a little bit unpredictable. Like, I know you you uh, did Lawler versus Riddle, uh, which, again, crazy. I love that match. It's one of my favorite matches of the year, actually. But I don't know if a lot of people are like, oh, wow, the WWE champion just lost in the first round of this tournament to Tom Lawler. But it's legitimate because it's a new place. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's – I mean, I'm just – I just want to do different things. That's, yeah. That's all it is. It's like, I'm really excited for the, like our next show is December 1st. It's called first of the month, like the Bone Thugs and Harmony song. Yeah. Essentially. I just blatantly stole it. And it's like, it's my first chance to use the two different pools of talent because mm-hmm. there's two different rosters on the shows. Yeah. With the exception of maybe one or two people. Like we had two different tournaments. So now I finally get to mix those rosters and mm-hmm. it's exciting because there's a lot, there's a lot of different, a lot of different guys it's like oh my gosh like as i'm seeing them you know work the shows it's like oh they would be good with that other person you know yeah so it's like now i'm finally getting them to mix these guys and it's it's exciting and fun i mean it's it's really exciting from a fan perspective i've been a fan of wrestling for right at 10 years and uh, like i got into it late compared to a lot of people i was like 12 when i got into it so uh which 22 I turn 22 next month. Really? Yeah. I thought you were like 40. What? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's hold on just a second. But yeah, maybe he actually is. I'm, I actually am 40. I was born in the 70s. But no, it, it's it's really exciting to see those new promotions. And like, I even feel like AIW sometimes gets shafted because a lot of people won't even give AIW. And I, I hate to compare the two, but uh, I mean, AIW, you said yourself, is a very big influence. And they've been around longer, so I think that's easier to pull examples from. But even people won't give AIW like their due for bringing in like these new, or not new necessarily, but like these old guys are like glacier or or you know they bought in like dean malenko to do a training or arn anderson and stuff like that and i feel like a lot of people are like oh they're just you know trying to bank on old guys where i feel like you actually put them in positions that are realistic like you like nick gage and jimmy lloyd versus the faces of fear is like who the fuck would have ran that and like me yeah and you did it and it's just like i mean nick gage like that's one thing i want to ask you how is nick gage He's awesome. He's, he's the coolest guy. He, he's he's fun to be around. Like he's he was like very personable and like you know talking and he was just I don't know he was a cool guy. I liked him. Yeah, I mean it's he's such an enigma to me. Just I mean because he's he has like you know the the past and like he has the very limited social media presence. But every time he does tweet, it's amazing because he's just like I'm live streaming fucking Fight Club tonight one thirty. Going to beat some guy's ass. He and makes he makes every tweet worth it. That's oh cool. yeah, absolutely. and the whole thing with like AIW, why people like don't put them because they're they're not doing the super indie bullshit. Like yeah. that's that's what everyone wants to do. It's you know like see I have uh, AAW about an hour from me. Yeah, and all of the talent from AAW is not allowed to work my shows mm-hmm. because uh, their promoter he's a little man baby named Danny Daniels, <laughs> and he didn't want them to be on my shows, so he yeah. told them all to 
pull you know pull out which is fine i don't care because there's like that's a good thing about being a promoter right now in mm-hmm. 2017 is like there's so much talent yeah and it's fantastic like mm-hmm. so it's and it's so much easier to get a hold of them just because of social media like you don't course. have to you know search the backwoods to find oh yeah and i'll send letters like yeah the, you know the 60s and 70s yeah I like mean. that's it's awesome you know like yeah you you could find anyone mm-hmm. you could you know i found like uh gunner miller like through twitter and you know different people through fa- like mostly facebook messenger and like it's it's cool like every week like i was saying like because there's a whole you know certain wrestlers upset about you know leaving you on red where they send because i get 50 maybe more a week of different wrestlers wanting to work yeah and they're like hey here's my eight videos watch them all but i mean i work i work at a steel mill mm-hmm. i work you know 60 hours a week so i'm just a busy person i have a family yeah and it's just it's hard to watch all that stuff mm-hmm. and you know i find who i find and like like someone like kevin Koo, who's who's kind of in this area he's mm-hmm. like you know uh southern but like when you see something in someone, like, you could tell immediately, like, wow, this is someone I, I use. And, like, and then that's another good thing about, like, the Facebook Messenger is, like, you talk to these people and, like, you kind of get to know their personality. And that that's everything because someone could be very skilled in the ring, but at the same time, it's, like, you know, they're, they're a piece of shit, like, personality. Per- person, like, yeah. They suck. It's, like, oh, you know, you're really good in the ring, but, like, I hate you. I, I hate don't want you run my family, you yeah. know? So it's because it's, you know, we, we run it just – you know, like it's a real small operation. So yeah, and and I love it. And like I've like I've seen pictures from your event. Obviously, I've I watched the whole first event, and like it seems like you're getting a lot of support in the area. Like um, the first show looked like a legit sellout or close to a sellout, and like the second show it looked good. I I don't know about your next show, but I mean I assume it's going to do really well, and it's just cool to see that support. Because I think even your casual fans, to an extent, want something new and different like we we have a cool thing with uh the dominoes like make sure you guys go to dominoes everyone dominoes northwest indiana they're the best but they put our flyers on their pizza boxes oh wow that's awesome for a few stores like in the area so that kind of helps get the word out and then Mm -hmm. like i have people that will take flyers out take posters out and then we do it like you know like uh, uh my fiance and our kid like same thing like we'll we'll go out and you know, t- take flyers that we'll make a day of it. And just like, you know, like there was a fair before our first show, like, you know, we'll, we'll do things like that to try to try getting the word out. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, like, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people still do that is like getting out there. Cause they, they kind of like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, we're, we're drawing people, but I feel like we earn it because mm-hmm. we have to like, cause no one knows, like, who am I? I'm nobody. And I'm, the company we're, you know, we're, we're nothing yet. But we could build that because I know once I get people in the door, they're going to see a good show and they're going to want to come back. Yeah. And it's kind of funny you say that. That's kind of what we're doing like with this podcast. Obviously not to as a big an extent. This isn't a near as big an operation as a wrestling company. But like, you know, we had like little business cards made up. And like we – like I really like <laughs> – yeah, there, there they are. And Thank you. I, I thought you said these were little. This thing's heavy. <laughs> made it's of three pounds yes yeah. each card is three pounds but it's one of those things and like i know i like to see it where something somebody believes in their product so much they're like i'm willing to go out interact with people talk about it tell them about it and hopefully they check it out like that's what i like so much like i, I feel like elgin is doing that a lot and oh, glory yeah. pro like i mean he has like a street team and it's cool like it's a lot cooler than a lot of these companies go like and and i get the approach they're going for but they're like get us 75 retweets and we'll announce a talent. And I'm, uh, you know, okay with that approach, but I feel like that's all they do. 
Like, yeah, that's that's the um, the the Sammy special. Yeah, but yeah, like the whole thing with like Elgin. Elgin believes in people. No, absolutely. And like that's the thing. Like most of his roster are are young guys that he trained, and mm-hmm. he believes in them. Yeah, because I mean, like he, like it was a couple years ago. It might be just over a year ago. He was up real late at night on Twitter and was like, you know, all these great guys, no one's using them. You know, we need to start this. And it all happened like in like a 48 hour period yeah. of where he's like, we're going to call it glory pro and we're going to do this belt. And he like had designs like real quick and like he believed in it and yeah. he was willing to put his money where his mouth was. Yeah. And that, and that, and look at that company now. Mm-hmm. They're growing showed. like they have a show in February that's almost sold out in yeah. February. In February, and they're bringing in you know Tetsuya Naito from New Japan, and like he's wrestling AR Fox. Like that absolutely, would have never happened anywhere. Of course, else. it would never. But like, yeah. he, but he believes in AR Fox, and yeah. that's another. Absolutely. It's just that's that's all you have to do is just believe in people because yeah. they're you know like that's that's the biggest problem right now is like if you count on the same people always no one's going to get anywhere no yeah. one's going to go anywhere Absolutely. so you have to try like you know i bring in different people every show because like hey i want to see what they look like you know but there's there's people that you know there's like i have dates until august and like there are maybe five people that have every single date just because like you know there's there's certain people that like i know have to be have to be on the shows mm-hmm. you know like i mean clearly like my you know my main event in december like uh tom and aj gray they they're, they're going to be on on everything cuz they're they're great and i believe in those two yeah. you know they're awesome but it's you know like just try new people that's that's all it takes and, and i mean that's what i love and I mean, obviously, everybody has their favorites. Like, and I love seeing guys like the Carnies, who, and I've only known Nick and Carrie for a little over a year. They're but great. Yeah, I mean, great people. Like, we hit it off like really fast at a New South show in Hartswell, Alabama, which is just a little bit south of here. And like, they were just great people. But like, Carrie is Carrie in particular, just because I've talked to Carrie more than Nick is so passionate and I love seeing those guys oh, yeah. so much just getting out like I mean just since we had them on the podcast in August they've worked beyond but you know Black Label CZW Shakara and they've been working all these places and it's just so cool to see that effort be rewarded and like them getting shots in new places or like your established places and stuff like that and I, I love that there's you know still promoters out there willing to take chances on talent that aren't your same six or seven guys yeah, because there's people I trust that tell me about these people. Like, hey, watch this. Like, yeah. you know, like there's people that send me messages, like, and I don't know who they are, and they have footage, you know, from a cell phone from a football field away from the ring. And yeah. It's like, and I'm trying to like see because it's it's hard to, but like, you know, there's like you know a few people that are like, hey, check out this, these people. Like Tom Green, uh, he's at not that Tom Green on Twitter. He told me about the Carnies, like. Before I had seen them, and then I checked mm-hmm. them out, I was like, "These guys are great." Yeah, these guys are great. So I'm, you know, I'll use them as much as I can because they're awesome. Yeah, like I mean, I have a friend coming down from New York. Sam is coming down. New York. Uh, yeah, he, like he, he's coming on a road trip down here. And I know one of the big draws with him was the Carnies because he saw him. They saw uh, the Carnies work Dynamite Cup, which was Tom's uh, charity show. And yeah, yeah, that's where I saw them first. Yeah, and Sam was like. You know, this is awesome. And, like, Sam had been down here before. He came to, well, the Carnies were on SEL last year. He went, so he came somewhere down here and saw the Carnies uh, at some point last year. And he was just like, I love these guys. And, like, Carrie's legitimately one of his favorite wrestlers. Like, Sam believes Carrie is a top 10 wrestler in the world. And Sam watches a lot of wrestling. So, and I trust Sam's opinion. Of course. And it's just 
so cool. And even and like other guys, like you're bringing in Trip uh, Casty, you know, the third Carney for the next show. And it, I, I just think it's cool. Like, I, I hate fanboying at you, but it's so cool to see. I remember when the first flyer came out and it was Black Label Pro and it had like Keith Lee versus uh, Simon Guevara and Tom Waller versus Matt Riddle. I was like, I was like, wow, that, I mean, that sounds really cool. And everyone thought we were Canuck Pro, though. Yeah. Everyone I, thought we were fake. That's, like, it, no one thought that that show was going to happen. I know it. I had to tell people, like, you know, and some of those wrestlers, like, said, like this is for sure happening. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I had everyone's flight early, all mm-hmm. that stuff, like, hey, this is really happening. Yes. Yeah. And it, when the whole, like, Canuck Pro thing happened, it, like, it made us look like shit. But luckily, our show had already ran, so, like... So our second show was supposed to be the same date as their first show. Mm-hmm. So luckily, when all that happened, you know, um, we were already up and up and going. So yeah, they, you know, people knew that it was actually a, a real show. Yeah, like I know so many people like, and Canuck Pro just reeked of fake, you know, money mark, whatever you want to call it, where they were like, yeah, we're bringing in people from the UK and New Zealand and Australia, and I'm like. That's a lot. You had to win the lottery to run that show. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's, yes, that's, yeah, the the, tra- the travel's what's killer, man. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, get carloads. That's that's how you can make it work. Yeah. But, like, those those international flights are nuts. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, I know they were planning on running, like, a tag team tournament, and they had, like, the Carnies in it and uh, Southern or uh, South Pacific Power Team and, like, CCK, and I'm like, that's not a cheap show, like, you must really, and they were announcing it like ten months in advance. Oh yeah, and I'm like, is it going to happen? And then I remember when Black Label came around, uh, like I, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, man, there just seems like a lot of guys like faking. And then like I believed it, and I talked to Dylan a little bit, and Dylan's like, no, like it, it's for real. And then I uh, think we followed each other on Twitter. I'm like, I, th- I think this is a real thing. And then you ran your first show. I saw I saw gifts of it first. Uh, from Powerbomb, and like it's just so uniquely shot too. I feel like Swerve Video. Yeah, anyone that is filming a sh- like that needs their wrestling show filmed, contact them on Facebook or wherever or on Twitter. They're the best. They're the best. And like my my ring guy, uh, it's rentawrestlingring dot com. But I've known the guy. His name's Merle forever. He's the best, and he like helped me with my lighting. Like you know, I wanted it a certain way because it's like that's another thing. Is like. The way certain shows are shot, like I just think, like it makes it look, like you know, low grade, and like you could mm-hmm. do it. Like I don't put a lot of money to make it to, so it films that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you just light it a certain way, and it it works yeah, out. Yeah, it just gives it a, a. And I got lucky. The building had that like crazy laser thing. Oh that, yeah. like, <laughs> that shoots the Black Label Pro like on the side of the wall like, yeah. during the whole show. It's nuts, but it's it looks cool. Yeah. So it's you know, it's just and it's unique. Different. Like no one else really does that, and I think. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize with wrestling promoters. It's not just getting the wrestlers there to wrestle. It's a whole ass production, like lights, you know, ca- cameras. You got to have the ring, obviously. A lot of people just assume that's like, oh, you can just buy a ring. They're cheap. Rings aren't cheap. That's why a lot of people rent them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that, that's what, like, what you were just saying. Like, that's what causes me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, legit anxiety is the whole rest of the show like writing the show is like that's the fun part yeah and it's like oh you know i could use this person this way and like we could do this story and all that stuff but it's like you know i am you know i admit that i'm bad at delegating and i try to do everything like on show day so i like i'm just such an asshole and i don't mean to be like and i'm not you know like not to people necessarily but like my poor girlfriend or fiance like you know, sometimes, like, I know that I'm not the nicest to her on show days because, like, I need all this stuff done. And, yeah. like, and it's hard to run the back and, like, 
luckily I have people in the front now that could that I trust that could handle because that's the money that's that's what's paying for everything. Yeah. So you know I gotta have that, and it's like you know so I don't worry about concessions and all the other stupid shit now. I just I'm gonna stay in the back and run the show, and that's it. And that's that's. I mean, it's still stressful. Yeah, I'm, don't get uh, the lighting yeah. has to be a certain way because I'm. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's insanity. Well, Mikey, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for for coming on. Uh, do, plug plug away, plug anything you want to plug. All right. Um, go to Amazon.com and pick up the full season of Full House. Like Hell yeah. It, it uh, comes in a box that looks like the actual Tanner house. Also, follow me on Twitter at BLP Mikey. And uh, the company's at B-Label Pro. And on Facebook, I think it's like facebook.com slash Black Label Pro Wrestling, I think. I don't know. Just look up Black Label Pro. You'll find us. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I wish you nothing but success. Thanks. All right. What's up, everybody? Tanner back, All You Can Hear podcast. I'm joined this time by Carrie Awful, one-third of the Carnies. One-third, yeah. One-third. I mean, yeah. You got to get through. Yeah. I mean, working a bunch of trios now. Yeah, hopefully more. Especially, we're, we'll do one tonight at the Scenic City Invitational Trios Edition. Just got back from Beyond Wrestling. I'm actually wrestling trios matches for the rest of the month, at least one one day of a week in a month. Yeah. Uh, it was trios last week, trios this week tonight. Uh, we're All three of us are going to be in a match with Bo Crockett, who's the... Uh, fourth carney at nova exclusively yeah and uh we're doing a survivor series match then and then we're doing a trios match at black label pro against kld uh danny adams no new friends and then one of my favorite people kevin Koo. yeah i mean we just actually just had mikey on the podcast oh no kidding yeah he's here yeah no he came down for it uh cool 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 cool. but uh, i pretty much i want to talk about all the shit you you and Nick and, and Trip even have done since the last time you were on. Because, like, since a lot of shit has happened in those last three months. I mean, you guys Very worked true. Beyond and yep. CZW and Shakara, and, and you've went up to the Battle Club a couple of times. And, yep. like, I kind of just want to talk about, like, t- fucking busy three months. Like, how are you awake? Uh, I'm not. I, <laughs> I miss my life terribly. We live with each other, but... It's almost like I talk to her more when I'm gone and on the phone and texting her uh, because she works and goes to school and I work and wrestle and I train people now and, and travel and it's exhausting. And But that's part of the sacrifice, right? Like Full Metal Alchemist Law of Equivalent Exchange, you know? <laughs> so, uh, it's been cool. It's been very... It's like, because Trip's starting, now that we've got Trip to a place to where he's branded and people understand who Trip is, mm-hmm. and he's got the Matt Bourne face paint, and he he is starting to find himself as a wrestler instead of being the fullest potential version of Trip that he can be, and he's getting on these really cool shows in the Northeast and everything now. He actually just got announced for Battle Club, and as you can imagine, you know, we're with a... We're with this guy named Darius Carter, uh, and that's not our normal trios. Mm-hmm. But Trip got announced, and up in New York, they're already talking about, oh, oh how does he factor in? What What's the deal there? And it's cool. And, and, and I've known Trip from when I first started traveling. My first match at IWA Mid-South. And uh, we became friends. We were in that scramble together. Dale Patrick's did, like, an Asahi moonsault and brained himself on the apron, and the match went to shit. And uh, me, Trip, and this guy named Joseph Swartz were like, fuck it, let's take it home now. And we became kind of buddies then. The n- next time I was in the main event in a double dog collar match, 
with Ox Harley and uh, Corporal Robinson, which <laughs> will pop some people. <laughs> and uh, that's a you should get it on Smart Mark DVD. Support Nick Manawa. And uh, I bled really bad in that match. And Trip was the first guy in the locker room to take photos of me and do aftercare and clean me up and help me figure out if I need to get stitches and all that other stuff. Uh, it's cool. It's really cool because Trip's always been Robin to someone else's Batman, and he's always had to play dad. Uh, a lot of people don't know he was Billy Rock's first student, and uh, he was dating Ruby Riot when she became a wrestler. And when she goes to WWE, because she was super talented, super over, uh, and Billy just recently retired. He had his last match with uh, Trip like a year ago. Trip was kind of left to be Den Mother. And it, all those kids are really talented, but no one ever really took the time to highlight Trip. Trip was always the guy who was someone's support in, in angles and stories. Yeah. And when someone had to take a big bump, it was Trip. When someone had to lose a match, it was Trip. And uh, I talked to him and I was like, hey, man, let's make you Batman. Why don't you join up with Nick and I and we'll do a stable or whatever. We'll figure out something. And uh, I got him a tryout at AWE and I told him, like, hey, don't be a hero. And don't worry about anything else besides that and just get over and gets over. And they, I kind of talked to them and they kind of talked to me and we get together and we put them in the group with us. And it's grown into this thing where it's, you know, we even talked about calling ourselves like the Dark Carnival, like we're ICP or something zany like that. And I didn't want to do it. Yeah. To hell with that. You're one of us. You're a carny. And Nick and I were already like kind of over and to see Trip get over and not be looked at as a lesser than part of a team, but an equal mm -hmm. part has been super rewarding. Um, and to get to grow on that journey, like I don't always get to see trip, but I talk to trip every day and working on ideas every day and doing stuff every day. And it's rewarding now that from the last time we had the trios here at a SCI proper to being, you know, one of the most talked about matches against our longtime rivals, the Viking war party. Yeah. You know, I've wrestled every incarnation of the Viking War Party possible, and we've never had a third man. And for the first time ever, people are like, oh, God. You know, not only do they have a third member, it's a third member they team with, and and he's really good, and yeah. the Vikings are really good. So it's, like, super neat. Um, it's been wild. It's uh, it's the things you dream about, right? So, like, unabashed, I am the the stereotypical. I was the, the fat kid on AOL in wrestling chat rooms downloading super Jacob stuff and <laughs> going to PWIs and cutting out photos of reckless youth or whatever yeah. to going to those places and, and wrestling and working and getting over or not getting over, but it doesn't matter. Cause I have my moment in time, like in a year I've checked off so many things of my personal bucket list. I've wrestled at CZW. I've wrestled at ring of honor. I wrestled at Chikara. And if you would have told fat little 15 16 year old carry that not only would he be a wrestler but he would wrestle for the best companies in america and and get to live that life he probably would have called you a liar uh it's surreal and in a lot of ways it's what you want it to be and in a lot of ways it isn't but at the end of the day it's something that i've got in my scrapbook for life now yeah and it's awesome and it's validating and you work so hard at something for so long and it feels hopeless. And before you know it, you've done all this stuff and you don't take a time to step back and be like, whoa, this is really freaking cool. 
I like one of uh, I've told this story numerous times. I told it the last time you guys were on, but I remember the first time I met you and Nick. It was at New South last year, my first indie show ever, uh, and it was so cool just to see because uh, we had talked on Twitter a couple times before that. But it's so cool to be like, oh, like you know, you're Tanner and blah blah blah, and then you introduced me to Nick, and that and that was cool. And it was <laughs> it was it's so neat to see wrestlers not have that mindset of oh you got to be semi-jaded all the time like yeah. I, I like I, under, I understand it to an extent but just to see them have that interaction with the fans and obviously you guys have like a fantastic twitter presence which oh, i think is you. very important in this day and age and it's so cool to see you guys get so many just in the last you know six you know 16 17 months i've known you guys just get so many opportunities like you you know had the match with mustache mountain up in yep. new york and it's I, it's awesome and it, like it makes me super happy to see my friend like I, I consider you guys friends I consider but, you one of my friends that, and uh, just to see my friends succeed I'm like that's you know fucking awesome just I, I don't know it makes me very happy I was telling them about it and about doing this podcast on the way up here in wrestling you're gonna have a lot of people that are negative to you and a lot of people that are positive to you in, in wrestling as a whole and this is including more so the boys or whatever you want to call it in the locker rooms or whatever I was taught at a young age uh, in wrestling from Dutch. If you can count your friends on one hand, your real friends that will care for you in or out of wrestling, that's four more people than anyone else will ever get. <laughs> I I don't subscribe to the thought process or the beliefs that the boys are above uh, fans. I don't even like calling them marks uh, because you guys are real people. How many times... You care about Kerry Cooper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kerry Awful's fun and good, and he's a character and a wrestler. But, like, when I got married, that overwhelming support and congratulations from everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, after we wrestled Mustache Mountain, uh, it wasn't even the fact that we, we got that cool opportunity. I Like, Nick and I were sitting at a buddy's house up in New York sleeping on some air mattresses. And I, I got emotional, not because of the everyone's proud of the match, but the moment, like, we always knew that they could do it or they're good people and they deserve this because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a genuine friendship there. Now, I could be one of those dicks that says, yeah, you're, you're marks and you're going to buy my T-shirts and blah, 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 blah. But guess what? Fuck that. They're dicks. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm a fan of wrestling and I'm a fan of awesome people. Yeah. And because of that, I don't think that there should ever be a divide. It's it's it takes a village to to raise a child, right? So why not have people on my journey and and grow and learn and, and experience it with me, either at the shows or on the internet or vicariously through that? And at the same time, when I'm watching you on your personal journey, we talked a little bit off there about stuff you're going through. Yeah. And it's awesome because I'm seeing you go from a guy that I tweeted with to to professional gains in your personal life. Yeah. That. So I'm, and it's and it's so cool because even if you told me, because I mean I haven't been I, I became a fan a little later. I was 12 years old when I became a fan, which is you know That's, old for a lot of people. They're I like, guess. oh my god, like I got out of wrestling in middle school. I got into wrestling in middle school. But it, it's so cool. Like if you would have told like 12 year old Tanner, like oh one day like you'll have like wrestler buddies and be like oh. 
fuck no nah, i'm a fucking liar and but now like there's I, like i consider a lot of you guys like legitimate friends and i think we have like a really cool friendship and like even though i only get to see you guys like four i've seen you guys actually a lot this year like four or five times yeah. this year which is more than you know which normal. is crazy because literally this time maybe not this time last year but maybe this time last year before New South, we were just internet buddies. Yeah, I mean you we know? were. I mean we were just Twitter friends. I think you followed me because, or we followed each other because of Dylan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Dylan comes up so fucking much in this podcast. I hate it, but um, he's the power broker he's, of the internet. He's man. literally the common denominator and everything. That's how uh, I said it a second ago. I'll say it now. Uh, Ricky, who's sitting here and he doesn't have a microphone, he was doing wrestling school in New York, mm-hmm. and his trainer messaged Dylan because he was moving to Tennessee about someone to finish his training. So Dylan instantly put him in contact with me. Yeah. And the last two, three weeks, been hanging out, texting, talking about wrestling, talking about life, talking about our wives, talking about real stuff. Yeah. And Dylan's a common denominator of that. Yeah. Dylan not told his original trainer that, would have never known. And now we know that we have mutual buddies like Colin Delaney, for mm-hmm. example. Like, it's so funny that, like, in another life, Dylan would have been one of the greatest CEOs of a company making oh, deals. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it's a shame that he's not making millions of dollars on a professional level for oh, a company like WWE or Ring of Honor yeah. or, or even Evolve, you yeah. know? Because Dylan's, I mean, one of the, and I, everybody in here will vouch for it, I think, if they've met Dylan, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, yeah. like 14-year-old Marky Tanner emailed Dylan, you know, seven, eight years ago, was like, Hey, can I get your match list? Because he made like a WWE match list. I was like, can I get that like those via spreadsheets? Those fucking, fucking spreadsheets. spreadsheets. I was like, can I can I get that? And he was like, he was like, sure. Like, I was like fourteen. Like, I was I was a nobody. I didn't realize who Dylan was at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody really does, and Dylan's so humble. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he'll be like, oh yeah. They're like, oh, I saw you on the forums in like the nineties. And he always makes fun of me. He's like, oh, you were a child in the nineties, and people still joke that I'm a child now. But I was joking know. with Rhett Titus the other day uh-huh. about like I introduced him to to Papa when Papa and Dylan came down to Ring of Honor one time, and we were in the back, mm-hmm. and we were talking about tape trading, and, and Rhett's like, oh, Dylan sounds familiar. Dylan sounds familiar. I was like, oh, I used to tape trade on whatever form it was. And he's like, I think I've traded tapes with him before yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. And it's so it's so cool that somebody like Dylan is in like this community. I don't know how it lucked out to, to end yeah. up like that. But it's – no, Dylan's a great guy. Life's cool like that, man. It's yeah. all about time and circumstance and realizing the blessings that come into your life. Like yeah. uh, I was telling them about how you know we're friends. And I was telling him, like, hey, I needed to study for TV matches. First person I hit up was you. Tanner, I need a list of X amount of tag matches that are TV only. Give me about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally sent you a Google Doc. Yeah. yeah, and it was awesome. And and that's what real friendship is, is helping people out. Yeah. Just like if you needed something, oh, yeah, I got you. Well, just like, I mean, you coming on the podcast, I mean, that's that that's a huge, I mean, help oh, well, for this us. This would have like, been what I did if I got here anyways, except without microphones, you know? <laughs> Carrie just wanders into the room, starts. And shit, that's what I did last SCI. <laughs> I slept on a, on Brandon and uh, Rex D's floor yeah. because we didn't have a hotel the first night. And I was like, we got nowhere to stay. And they're like, we got pillows and blanket. And I said, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I am hung over. Yeah, yeah, you guys did the podcast directly after that. A little inside baseball there, but yeah, you were fucked. I was (laughs) trashed. The off-air the off air stories were the real good ones. Oh, yeah, the one in particular on Friday night. Woo, but... uh, just watching it, like watching everyone just jaw dropped and yeah. we're all going, no, <laughs> don't tell this to a room of 80 people. And then you did. And it was really good. Yeah. Uh, but no, what am I going to do? Not get booked. I'm already not getting booked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be so hard on yourself, Carrie. You're great. But 
I, I guess that's pretty much that covers it. You got, I mean, obviously, plug your shit. Well, we've got time. When, oh, I mean, been, let's go. I was I've just been on here for ten minutes. Brother. I was just I like to talk. Okay, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? I'm fine with it. So, well, trios matches. How stoked are you for tonight? Oh, tra- six man tag, the most purest form of professional wrestling. Easily. Here's some inside baseball. The woman who trained me after Dutch Mantel, Tasha Simone, mm-hmm. three time NWA Women's World Champion, trained by Chris Adams, mentored by Eric Embry. Uh, she was booking a show that got canceled outside circumstances, and she's going to be there tonight. Uh, Dutch taught me a lot in wrestling, and she taught me a lot, too, in different ways. And so I get this full circle moment where she's going to meet my female trainee and my yeah. male trainee. And they always hear me call her mama because she is like a mother to me. Yeah. And how cool is that? She literally goes, I'm going to go to the show. And she's so old school. So, so old school. I mean, just twitty. And she posts on Facebook today, I'm going to go mark out for my kids. Oh, but that's, and see, so, that, and that's like one of those like – sweet moments in wrestling that like yeah you couldn't fucking write that if you no. wanted to like it's just one of those like really cool mo- or moments like she's going to see you and like and getting to work uh a group of guys you've worked so many times like the viking war party in the best possible place to work yeah them. and like i'm sure you saw the picture dylan post yesterday of the venue yeah it's, it's a fucking dome yeah it's it's, it's insane. gonna it'll be a big fight feel for sure yeah i'm i'm excited and like you know last time you know, Nick liked to joke around how he does WWE hardcore. He did a fucking stage dive, so I don't know yeah, what the hell. Tonight, who knows? I mean, it's a first-round match, so yeah. we're going to have to save something for the second part sure. of it. Uh, but then again with the Vikings, it's all or nothing. It's There There will be no headlocks. There will be no yeah. test of strengths. It is going to be a fight from the, the word go. Yeah, that's like I was telling them. Uh, one of The second show I ever saw you guys at, at New South, it was you guys versus Viking War Party. It was Rudolph and Parnell versus Roscoe Eat Lisa. Mm-hmm. And like New South is a very Southern indie, Southern indie, very kid friendly. And like you guys went balls to the fucking wall. And yeah. like uh, one of the things I remember the most is uh, one of the guys from Roscoe Eat Lisa uh, <laughs> is on the top rope. And I think it was you. I think he's waiting to jump on you. And he goes, he goes, fuck you, Carrie. Yeah. And, and like nothing but eight year olds in the crowd. And they're just mortified. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like I remember I leaned over to my brother in law. I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was a little rough. But no, I mean, it was like. I think I did a tope in that match. Yeah, you did a fucking tope. I did a tope. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, this isn't the time and place for that, but you just busted well, out. Well, it, it was because awesome. you were there. I got to pop uh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to pop the boy. I remember the, the first time we met in person after your match, which you guys wrestled, oh, f- I think it was Baron and Odinson the first. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah, that, that was it. Right. That sounds right. But I remember, and you guys won, and I was sitting in the front row, and you came over, and we exchanged the sweatiest hug of all time. I was like, I've known this guy for 10 fucking minutes. Yep. And like, uh, and now that's, you got my sweet and DNA now my, on you. And my sweat's all over, uh, all over me, so that was great. And then it was so funny. I was talking about uh, Nick earlier and uh, to Mikey from Black Label Pro, and Nick – the first time I met him was very reserved and was like very <laughs> quiet. I'm just like, boy, was I wrong? Yeah. Because Nick is like, I, I feel like now he makes you look like the quiet one in comparison absolutely. sometimes where Nick is just like outgoing and like he lives the gimmick. Yeah, he lives absolutely. the fucking adorable gimmick. I don't know how many chants happened in City Cafe after SCI. Oh, I know. I do. Uh, I passed out. I was like, I got to I got to take a breather. But Nick came in, ate some fucking nachos, got chanted at for about <laughs> 20 minutes. So Did, hey, didn't even pay for the nachos. Somebody else covered his ticket. Oh, that's, in, that's inside, dope. Not, not me. I'm not that much of a mark. But uh, <laughs> that's not being a mark. That's good brothers. Take no, no, that's good, good brothers. brothers take 
take care of good brothers. But it, it was so funny. Like it, it was so, it was like walk in, cause shit, leave. Yeah, and that's Classic exactly. What, yeah, it was fucking awesome. And like I and like obviously you guys are like two of my favorite people in the world now. Funny story. SCI is where you got someone's glasses. It might have been Michaela's maybe, and someone said he looked like Jeffrey Dahmer. And guess what? He bought a bunch of those glasses. Yeah, and that's part of his. And he does the Dahmer it, yeah. uh, shtick now. Yeah. And so, like, it's one of those little things that hanging out with your buddies, you know, goofing off with your buddies, and everyone's like, you kind of look like Jeffrey Dahmer, and that's such a profound part of who he is as a wrestler now. Yeah. And, and it, like, so cool. and it fits in. It's not like it, it's something totally random from y'all's gimmick. Like, mm-hmm. it totally fits into, like, the whole, like, we're a bunch of traveling rogue carnies. Like, Absolutely. it totally fits in. And I don't know. I, I, just, I just love you guys so much. I'm going to wait till I do something <laughs> zany, like... I'm sure it'll be something zany tonight after, because, like, here's my plan for tonight. Uh, being emotionally drained and running on empty for the last six months, four months, whatever it is, like, this is my little mini day vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are going to go see some cool wrestling and get to learn a lot from a bunch of different mentors. They're going to see how we hang out with quote-unquote fans and realize, like, no, this is a family. We're all friends. We're gonna eat some delicious cake and not cheesecake, you son of a bitch! I swear. You to know God. I'm getting a piece I'm of plain put cheesecake my tonight. Finger. So City Cafe for anyone, and I know this has been covered before, is known for their cakes. To buy a cake is like forty or fifty bucks. What kind of cake are you gonna get? Oh, I'm gonna get the Coca Cola cake. What about you? Oh, I'm gonna get the Reese's peanut butter cup cake or whatever. Tanner gets on the internet. I'm gonna get cheesecake. Plain cheesecake. Yeah, plain cheesecake. Not even flavored and decorated with anything. Well, here, here's the thing. And a lot of people don't... So the first time I ever came to City Cafe was after Scenic City Rumble in March. And that's when they put us all in the conference room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but uh, <laughs> they put us all in the conference room. And they were taking everybody's... And there was like 50 of us. Yeah, and they were just taking a lot. A I lot. was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. yeah. Um, and they come taking orders. I'm like, well, I'm not going to make it hard because Devin Hales had just tried to order some type of cake that I was going to order. And then they were like, we're out. And then he didn't. He ended up getting a cake. I'm like, I want to do something easy. I know they got it. Plain cheesecake. I ordered plain cheesecake. I get it. I want to boo fucking, you right now. Again, Nick fucking Iggy out of nowhere. Tanner, is that plain cheesecake? And like him and Stutzy are, are like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even here? And... uh I was like, what? Such a dick. Keep in mind, first time I'd ever met Stutzy was at Scenic really? City. Was at Scenic City Rumble, yeah. Y'all didn't tweet or nothing, or was just no? Really? Yeah, he, we didn't even uh, like follow each other till I think right before Scenic City Rumble. Yeah, it was wow. crazy. But first time I'd ever met Stutzy in person, he's just like shit talking to me. He's like, why did you order plain cheesecake? Classic he was Stutzy. like, they have a whole menu dedicated to cake, and you get this. And so I just made it my gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to get plain cheesecake now. Why is it Animal Crossing? It should be the return of the plain cheesecake. It should, it should be, yeah. Yeah, with 50 characters and for Twitter names now, you might as well get all your shit in. Mine's going to say, please don't ever book me so I can stay home with my wife at <laughs> Carrie Off. <laughs> this is not my email address. Please do not book me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, fun moment about fandom and stuff. So, like, prime example about, like, not being a dick to people and not uh, being an overbearing wrestler's wrestler. So the Brits don't like us now, or 50% of the Brits sure, don't like yeah. us, right? And they were like, oh, that British Strong Style match is is just, that's not even their top 30th match. And then a lot of y'all went to bat for us. And I could have been out there and said, listen here, you you dumb British mark, and been a dick and whatever. But that's stupid. 
I remember tweeting at uh, Dan, and I like Dan. Like, he actually retweeted something where we were, like, geeking out over Eddie Guerrero, like, two years ago or something. Yeah. And I tweeted him, even though he was, like, super bummed about it. And he's like, no, this is political. They go up. And I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm stoked you didn't like the match, realistically. Because at the end of the day, a guy in England who I may or may never meet watched me wrestle. Yeah. If you would have told 13-year-old Carrie that, his mind would be blown right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Instead of going to this old boy mentality of like, oh, we're better than people, like fuck that. Like, even if he hates me, dude, he took the time of his day to watch that match. Yeah, how dope is that? Uh, and he also makes great gifts. You know, yeah, he probably won't acknowledge me saying that. He, I love watching his gifts. I mean, it's so weird how Twitter has given this rest. I need to grab my phone real quick. Yeah, I'm go ahead. Making sure, you know, we got a book here. Um, <laughs> it was from Nick. Of course, um, but it's it's one of those things that's so cool is like seeing the type of interaction you guys cause. Like so, Twitter is a hundred percent, and you, Dylan, Frey, Papa, the, the Rexy, Brandon. I mean, there's just I can't I cannot list Michaela, uh, JJ. You know, what I mean, there's yeah. just such a list of people. Uh, I, and I say it openly on every every podcast, every interview I do, every aspiring wrestler. Uh, directly, there's a correlation between y'all waving our flag and us getting to do what we do. Yeah. And a lot of guys would be like, yeah, this is all my hard work. And sure, like, did I work hard? Absolutely. But I would never be in the position that I am in had it not been for the kindness of people waving our flag. Sure. Uh, people saying, hey, these guys aren't just shitty southern wrestlers or hey, these guys have something, or hey, these guys' merch is cool, or hey, they're fun to hang out with, or whatever. And people can say, oh, they just do that because Carrie's friends with them. I'm not going to deny that I'm friends with Yeah, I mean, I had watched you guys wrestle before we had ever interacted on Twitter once. Oh, dude, mind-boggling to me. The same thing for (laughs) uh, 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 Dylan. Dylan watched my shit matches at USWO on YouTube which is embarrassing, but awesome, because USWO, a lot of people don't know that. Chuck and Ricochet, when they were 16, couldn't wrestle in Kentucky, so they drove to Tennessee, wrestled at USWO. Jerry yeah. Lynn was their champion. Uh, just r- the random dudes that would come in there. The Gentleman's Club came in there one time, even. Like, just crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, because, like, before knowing me, y'all knew me in a different context. And getting to know us now, it's so wild to me. Like, it's awesome. Like... The fact that you watched me wrestle before we were friends blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like nobody watches me wrestling, and if they do, I would <laughs> advertise them or ad- ad- advise them to not. <laughs> but it's cool, man. Yeah, and wrestling's cool, and friendships even cooler, and real relationships with people is the fucking best. I mean, I'm about to inflate your ego a ton here, but I know. Don't. <laughs> well, get ready. So Sam is coming down from New York. He watched the NWA Saw stuff. Yeah, and like Sam fucking loves you like sam is the biggest mark for you it's insane like sam has told me on numerous occasions because you know we do the whole award show uh, at the end of the for we don't know wrestling check that out by the way but but he has told me on numerous occasions that you're like one of the top 10 wrestlers in the world and i don't know about that and sam and sam i feel like you know he's not a part of the southern i mean he lives in fucking new york 
I don't know if he's he's might have met you once or twice. Yes, but like once at AW, I think, and then once at an SCI weekend, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, I don't even know, but like Sam has no obligation because I mean, Sam will speak his mind on Twitter, like and talk shit about guys he does not like, especially Canadian destroyers. Yeah, especially Canadian destroyers, which Except by the for way, ours because it makes sense because they throw them. But it does it does make sense. Uh, but if somebody could hit a shoot Canadian destroyer tonight, that'd be great because uh, I might do it just to pop them. Please do, but. <laughs> it, but it's just one of those things, like, I mean, he lives in New York and, like, such a huge fan of both of you guys. But, yeah. I mean, the, he just, like, loves your, your shtick. I mean, he loves your offense. I, I think you have one of the best offenses in professional wrestling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, so Sam writes this article about Billy Corgan taking over the NWA. And that's, mm-hmm. NWA was our first local promotion with local TV and Internet presence. And really, like... Did some cool stuff. Russell Tracy Smothers had a feud with Primetime Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that he watched it. I knew he knew who he was, but I didn't know the context of it. And I read this article where he's pleading the new NWA's case with Billy and Lagana. And I've talked with Lagana a little bit in DMs. And I worked for Billy back when he owned Resistance. And Billy and I have a difference. In, we had a, a moment that was not very good. Yeah. And then... Uh, which is fine. He can have his opinions about Taylor Swift and I can have mine. And and that is, for anyone who's in the know, will know why Taylor's, that's an actual part of the story. My God, I need to hear this. Yeah, that'll be for an off air. But Billy's cool. He's done some cool stuff for my friends like Josephus. But I read the article where he talks about watching these NWA Saw matches. So he saw me when I wore Samoa Joe knockoff bikers Mm -hmm. into being a white new babyface into me and Nick being a tag team, into being a boy into his dog, into being pseudo wannabe uh, super indie wrestlers, into seeing us be unapologetically Southern, yeah. into becoming carnies, and by not being you know super indie style wrestlers, I guess that's what some people would call us now, uh, and to see us from point A to where we are now, I don't want to say Z, but it feels like Z because I'm getting close to the end, uh, is a journey that... Not a lot of people will get, but it's cool because it's like watching your neighbor grow up in high school. It's like watching your favorite Star Wars movie from beginning to the end of Return of the Jedi. And and it blows my mind, and it's so humbling that, that that's the deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's wild to me, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, people, like, talk shit about Twitter, but, like, Twitter is such i don't want to say essential tool to yeah, in this day and age absolutely but it's an essential tool to independent wrestling really independent anything musicians artists everything clothing lines yeah i mean it's it's everything and i and like i remember again going a little inside baseball here but i remember i think it was last year i think kurt stallion was in the car with you and nick and i knew kurt stallion was in the car with y'all because he had tweeted something about it and then he go and then i noticed he followed me on Twitter, and he followed a couple people on Twitter. I'm like, oh, Carrie's fucking putting us all over right now, getting this, yeah, <laughs> getting this young kid to follow everybody on Twitter. But like, and and Kurt has got a lot of pre- again, Dylan Hale's fucking tastemaker here, but <laughs> buzz generator, yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100. percent But it just look at somebody like Kurt. Like this year has been, and we'll talk about this when Kurt comes on the podcast. But Kurt has had. A pretty insane year, you, like you, with semifinals of a Ring of Honor top prospect. Yeah, I mean, like I made uh, the finals of the SCI, and you absolutely know, absolutely hit the moments with him and Riddle in that match. Yeah, the exchange, man. 
and like killing it in Glory Pro and you know champion the Southern Underground. Going to AAW for Jim Lynham. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, huge that's huge. Teams. I mean, he's been to Canada several times this year, if I'm he not booked, mistaken. He gets booked regularly by Ethan Page at Alpha One. Yeah, which is, I mean, insane. And it's just like, like what's next for the, for all you guys and like the and that's wow. what I like. I will tell you what's next. <laughs> Uh, my goal in wrestling is to get Nick Iggy signed. Uh, I will finally go home and disappear. I'll delete. I'll make a new Twitter that only y'all have. I'll pull a fray. And, uh, new York Mike. New York Mike. All hail. Uh, and from that, I will still talk to y'all, and I will disappear. And idealistically, uh, my goal right now is to... My goal right now is to provide for my wife who's in college in... If I'm not making money and if I'm not making upward movements, uh, my original goal in wrestling was to see how far I could go before I had enough and didn't think I could go anymore and still chug along. Mm -hmm. And it was to make Tennessee not the laughing stock of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Because before Nick and I came around, it was America's Most Wanted and the Naturals were the last team. And they didn't really do the Super Indie Hustle. They did the, the TNA go. Yeah. Um, it was to make Southern wrestling a point of pride and not an embarrassment. It was to take people, to, to use the word carny derogatorily, and say, fuck you, you're right. If you're going to call me one, then I'll be one. Yeah. Um, and now it's to make wrestling a better place, at least in the areas that I can control, whether that is teaching people at wrestling to not just be a brother-brother wrestler. Yeah. Or if it's to, or like, I, I don't know if you hear this, but it's not publicly known. Like, I book PWF now. That's why PWF... Uh, the last show they did, I've been booking minor angles and I officially took over as head booker and all my culmination of work came down to the Primus and it was the most successful event they had. All their digital content is now branded and marketed the right way and they put videos out every day because I do them. Uh, I don't do the live show edits, but I, I took control of all their social media. Uh, I want to do what's right about wrestling and not just have exhibition matches and tell genuine heart-wrenching stories mm -hmm. and and. For anyone listening, you can pick up PWF on High Spots Wrestling Network. Uh, it runs in the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, it is for fans of super indie wrestling with Southern storytelling. And it is something that I think is missing from wrestling. And it's a chance to show people I'm not just a wrestler, I'm a storyteller. And that's something I personally take pride in my own work. Uh, with Nick, me and Nick Iggy, it's not just, oh, cool Canadian destroyer, it's a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I want I want to do what's right because before wrestling, I was a punk rock kid squatting in an apartment, going to school, doing horrible life choices. I had nothing to live for, nothing to get me off stuff. And as much as depressing as wrestling can be and as awesome it can be, wrestling, in fact, saved my life 1,000%. And because of that and the way I was taught by Dutch and Tasha, it is my job to do in a lot the same opportunities for people who generally – uh, genuinely want to learn yeah. and and grow. Uh, I was a boy before professional wrestling. Wrestling taught me to be a man and to have discipline and dedication. And when I had no home to go to, it gave me somewhere to drive to. When I had negative influences trying to pull me one way, wrestling said, no, no, you've got to come to this show instead. You've got to make this video instead of go to this bar. You've got to put your priorities straight. And because of that, I own a home. I have... A beautiful wife that I to this day we are <laughs> polar opposites, and I have no clue how God granted me such a wonderful thing, and I cherish it, and and I want to be able to do that for other people. 
uh, cheap plugs because we are gonna have to get out of here now. I want to talk yeah. a little bit longer. Well, yeah, you cut okay. your fucking promo of the year, so yeah, let's yeah, get let's always. get to it. Plug it, brother. I said you put a microphone in my <laughs> hand, and you're gonna get a, a, a lecture. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Awful on Facebook. Uh, we have a fan page because my Facebook's been maxed out with 5,000 people for about eight, nine months. So every now and then you might get on the Facebook, but if not, subscribe to it. I think it's public and you can comment and like and everything. I just can't follow you back. And that's just till Facebook changes the limit. Uh, we have a fan page for the Carnies that I, I've slacked on because it's just the le- least of my priorities with everything else in this world. Um, you can go to my Instagram at Carrie Awful. Uh, on Twitter, we also have a tag team one at the Carnies TN for all the fun banter, T-shirts and merch because that's Nick's, Nick's and I bread and uh, bread and butter. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the Carnies, FullyGimmick.com slash the Carnies. And not only on Fully Gimmick can you find Nick and I, you can find Trip Cassidy merchandise too. Uh, go to our YouTube. I we have tons of content as private right now because. I, I don't want to upload everything and then people get lost in the mix. Highlight videos, promos, interactions, and fun bonus content that is coming out because maybe we'll just swap over instead of trying to get contracts, we'll make a Patreon and just be truly DIY punk rock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, go and go highspots.com, get uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom, and enjoy the journey that we're about to go on on that. All the wrestling shows that you can see me at, there's too many for me to name, but I support all independent wrestling. Get Smart Mark Video, Powerbomb TV. Shout out to Adam Lash and the amazing thing he's done. Oh, absolutely. It's brilliant, and it's changed the the landscape of wrestling. High Spots yeah. uh, also, I mean, a monthly fee to get that much wrestling a day or two after the show. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I, I remember taking 7, 10 hours to download a three-minute video, highlight video. Um, make sure you do all that, and if you're at a show, come talk to Nick at the merch table since he's a... The Carnival Barker, normally he works the merch table and I hide out. But if you catch me and you catch me at the right moment, say hi and we'll talk about life. I hate talking about wrestling. I want to talk about life. I don't really hate talking about wrestling. I love wrestling with every iota of my being. Um, T-shirts, plugs. I'm, I'm going through the mental list here. Normally I have a spiel. Yeah. Uh, with all that, like we had some cool matches. Chikartopia just dropped our phenomenal debut for them. Uh, you can see our debut where we ran in on OI4K. And then had a match over for CZW at CZWstudios.com. Uh, I, they've been up for a while, but you can get a... We had a Ring of Honor match uh, for Future of Honor. You can see for free on YouTube. Support that because that helps add revenue and the uh, cycle for them. And, of course, you can pick up a DVD of their house shows where we've had matches there. Uh, and just support wrestling. Have fun. Shout out to Battle Club. Shout out to Black Label. Shout out to all the cool people that book me. And uh, for anyone who wants to book me, don't, because I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Book us so I can get Nick to the Fed and call it a career. Uh, thank you, Carrie, for coming on. Thank you. It's been great, as always. Thank you all. Bye. What's up, everybody? Tanner here. All You Can Hear podcast. Uh, this is going to be our last little segment of our Scenic City Trio special, and I'm joined by Patrick. Uh, How we doing? Reoccurring guest at this point, and joined by Justin. First time ever. Yeah, it's Fantastic to be here on Archie. <laughs> Did I pronounce to, that right? Yeah. It's, okay. Well, sometimes the Y is silent, so you uh-huh. just go straight up like, Arch, like gotcha, that. Gotcha. Arch, so I don't know what Arch. that is. Is it a Scottish podcast? Yeah, this is actually the Scottish podcast. I love uh, <laughs> Wow, you're bringing the impressions. But uh, So we just got back from the show, and uh, I want to know, what did you guys think of the show? Uh, I had a great time. It was a blast. It was probably one of the best uh, indie shows I've ever been to. Yeah. 
No, it was fantastic. Very good show. So, like, what other? Because I mean, I, I, like, I know you two have been huge wrestling fans. What other? City. Yeah, this is the first Scenic City event. Let me uh, preface by saying that. Because I feel like the city, the Scenic City events are in their own little universe uh, on occasion just because, like, you know, they only run a certain amount of time a year. They're all fundraisers for local high schools and all that. And they try – they have their self-contained stories that so don't really spill over anywhere else. But uh, just, just for comparison's sake, like, what other indies have you guys been to? Or what are the wrestling shows in general? Well, for me, I've been to um – Smackdown a few times. Of course, you know, that's that would be this very high production. But as for indies, probably be Ring of Honor uh, two years ago. And that was, that was pretty good. But I feel like there's definitely uh, a different sort of brand of character when it comes to the Scenic City. Yeah. It's a much different – the Southern wrestling crowd is a much different crowd. That's I was talking to somebody. He uh, came down from Indiana. Uh, it was Mikey from earlier, and he was like, this is just such a different crowd. I'm like, Southerners will eat wrestling up. They think it's real, and it's great. <laughs> Wait, it isn't real? Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. No, 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 no. Now you're going to tell me that Santa's not real either. Uh, he is real. That's right. Santa is real. Wrestling, That's right. maybe not the most real sometimes. Maybe not. But it's, you know, obviously you have your shoots and everything. But, but Justin, what about you, Kev? Like, I, we've only talked a couple of times. I've met you one time before you came here. Yeah. So, like, what what's, like, your wrestling fandom oh, kind of looked like? I've been watching since I was eight years old, so yeah. 22 years now. Started with the VHS tapes that I'd rent from Blockbuster and, um, you know, steadily watching since then. WWE mostly. Uh, I enjoy New Japan for local stuff. There's one show called uh, it was in it's GCW mm-hmm. out of Birmingham. Global Championship Wrestling. I think it's global. Yeah, I went there because Gallows was there once. Yeah, uh, back when he was tag champ. And there's a smaller show in Piedmont, which I don't know if you've ever been to Piedmont, but if you have, you wouldn't remember it at all. Uh, there's a Taco Bell and a KFC in the same building, just to give you a good example. I love of, it. That's the sort of town you're in. Yeah. Uh, went there because they had booked the Young Bucks. But I think Matt had his second kid, so they got AJ Styles to fill in back when he was IWGP champ. Now, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, did he wrestle Jimmy Rave? Yeah, you know, he wrestled Rave. Yeah, I've seen that show. It was good. <laughs> I it bought that good. match. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, yeah, and it's, it's, it's cool for a lot of people from different walks of the – the fandom to kind of gather for this because I like obviously like your I'm, your two d- fandoms are much different from each other and, and then like to me because like if it wasn't for Twitter don't know if I would still be a wrestling fan anymore just because I love that interaction with people and I love talking wrestling with people and I feel like if I didn't have that outlet to talk wrestling anymore I wouldn't be a fan and here I am I've been a fan for ten years. So it, it works out, <laughs> but I, I don't want to go through match by match. We won't do that. It's spoilers ahead for Scenic City Trios. If you don't want to be spoiled, if you want to watch it on Powerbomb TV when it goes up, do it. But if you want to be spoiled... And listen afterwards. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, listen afterwards. Yeah, give us your listens, please. But um, <laughs> I, I want to know first, what was, what was your favorite match from round one? First four matches. What was your favorite? Uh, that would have to be uh, the Nightmare Mob versus the Rat Pack. Yes. Yes. The Rat Pack. I... I that match was really good. I love the Gymnasty Boys, like, whole shtick of, like, 
we're high schoolers, but we're not. Yeah. And, like, we're just going to do a bunch of crazy shit we shouldn't be able to do. Like, Timmy Lou Retton can move, like, a man his size should not be able to move. Mm-hmm. And White Mike... Very acrobatic. I was very yeah, impressed. Like, very insanely athletic. And it's it's really cool to see. Um, Justin, what about... Oh, same match. That was my favorite match of the night. Wow. Yeah, I, no. The, I found the lynch mob on Twitter during mm-hmm. the first break just because they, they're crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, Joey and Matt, really cool. Uh, really cool guys. I've uh, uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to Joey a few times. He, he's really cool. Uh, I, <laughs> it's going to sound like favoritism. My favorite of the first round. I love Carney's Vikings. I love just how like batshit wild it was, and like they. I mean, they went around the whole venue and destroyed a table and destroyed several chairs, including my own. And destroyed Wenzel's chair. He's saying to me right now. Mine was leaning funny after they got done with it. Yeah, and like I had to, I had to get Dylan to get me a new chair. I'm just like, if I sit in this, it will break and I will be embarrassed because I'm on the camera side. Um, so please help me. And uh, but no, it was just like I didn't expect them to go that crazy with it. I expected them to do crazy stuff. Don't get me wrong, because the Vikings and the Carnies. But I didn't expect them to go, hey, we're going to break a table, and we're going to break, like, ten chairs, and we're going to throw fire. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a charity show for a high school. Why? <laughs> well, why not give them something to remember? I just thought it was funny that they're, like, moving, like, the the more <sighs> sensitive people out of the way. Like, there's a, a father and his son. They were moved mm-hmm. to the side, and, like, some old, some older women and some just, like, I guess uh, particular people they moved to the side because, like you said, they were fighting over Hill and Dale and and just like smashing each other. And like, didn't one of the Vikings come out with a chainsaw? Yeah, one of the Vikings came out with a chainsaw. Uh, disappointed it was not used. Understand why? But well, he might have lost it when he threw it in. It went clear yeah. through the side of the ring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they were like Dean Ambrose, like twenty dollars or something. Yeah, because uh, Ambrose that was like his thing. They were like come with the saw blade, but and a lot a lot of people were like, how does that work? They just take. The chain off. It doesn't hurt when you just get rubbed with I'd it. I'd like to point out that Terry Funk used the chainsaw before Ambrose well, chainsawed of, Charlie. Of course, but because he wanted to wear pantyhose and team yeah. with Cactus Jack while not being Terry, Terry Funk, Funk, wrestling legend. Yeah, so good. God, I love Terry Funk. Let me tell you, Terry Funk, if you're listening, please come on AYCH. I hope to see one of his retirement matches someday. Right? He, I think he's wrestling again soon. I know he retired for a little bit, but I'm pretty sure he's wrestling. Well, like, this next last month. retirement was a retirement from that particular place. Yeah. That's not his retirement retirement, like yeah. the last six retirement retirements. Yeah. So I, he's going to retire again any day now, Yeah, and maybe I'll get to catch He wrestled him. Jerry Lawler, I think, of his last year, and it was awesome because they just, like, old man punched each other for 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the match ended with a fireball. It was awesome. Of course it did. Yeah. It, it was, was Terry Funk. It was fantastic. But, no, like, I, I, I love that. Like, a whole – I love the interactive shtick of we're going to fight the crowd, so you're going to be, like, in it. It's like, I don't know, it's like going to go see a 40 movie opposed to 3D, <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, there's, like, you can feel everything. Your chair broke. Oh, no. And it's it's really cool, and I really like like that visceral feeling that sometimes wrestling's missing. I did feel bad for so. the security guards. I did, too. God, it's so loud outside. Like, every vehicle ever is going off. I don't know if it's coming through, but I hear it. But uh, but yeah, I, I love that match. Uh, and so, th- your favorite of the night was Rat Pack versus Nightmare Mom. Mm-hmm. Was that your yeah. favorite of the night as well, Pat? Or did you have a match? No, that, that was definitely my favorite of the, uh, the first round. Mm-hmm. But I, the Carnies really grew on me because I, I really liked their. I'm, I'm I'm a gimmick guy. I really do like their uh, just over the top characters and yeah. Because the, the Lynch Mob, they they were great, but they're definitely more. Uh, skill than like hey, we have a character we're trying to put over yeah. at, at, on top of our stories i don't know if you guys know for real brothers 
they yeah. are. No, yeah. no, I, I noticed uh, when they had the same last name on the Well, I mean, it, you could be Kane and Undertaker aren't real brothers, Pat. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop what? peeking behind your curtain. Wait a minute. <laughs> No, 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 Because no, no. there, there's a house fire, and <laughs> the yeah. parents died, and Look, Kane came back to life. After Kane realized that he wasn't going to be a dentist for the rest of his life, he looked into the family history, and then came back. Oh my goodness! Well, he, you know, he wrestled Isaac in Yankum. Japan first. He wrestled like shoot style for like three, three times. I don't know. And he was a Christmas tree. Yeah, a Christmas tree, and then. Luke Gallows came into the company was fake Kane for a little bit. Wow, what a Poor bunch fella. of gimmicks! But so you so you like the the carnies, I assume. Yeah, they they really grew me. I know they're kind of like uh, close to home with the podcast, but yeah. so I came I came in wanting to like them, and uh, they uh, they won me over. I really yeah. do appreciate them. Yeah. So I like I I feel like I don't think there was a bad match tonight. Uh, I feel like everybody worked really hard, which is really cool because sometimes you know. Wrestlers be like, oh, it's a charity show, and, you know, it's it's not like I'm working the Smarks or whatever, so I don't have to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Joey Lynch did, like, seven moonsaults. Yeah, there were a bunch. I can't read that. Bring it to me. <laughs> oh, it's, I can't see. I'm blind. What does it say? Nerds. And it says keep dancing. Supposed to be like... You know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, this visual gag does not translate to an yeah, audio podcast. Yeah, this visual gag makes no sense. I've already told you I was blind. I can't read. But that's our new soundboard. Yeah, but no, it, I, I think it was a super fun show. Uh, I didn't expect Team Glory Pro to win. Yeah, that was a surprising. That was weird. Weird uh, booking. I I thought it was also weird booking. Uh for reasons we get into, you know, off the podcast, but uh, <laughs> political reasons. But it, it, it was very odd, I thought. I, I, I liked it for shock factor. I thought it, it worked well. Oh, yeah, no, the crowd deflated like a beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, because the first word was when uh, the Carnies lost. And yeah, when the Carnies <laughs> lost. And it, it appeared, I don't know if Kerry was working the crowd, but it kind of looked like he hurt his ankle. Because he, he was off. pretty desperate to get that boot up. He yeah. seemed like yeah. he was legit hurt. He was hurt. hobbling for a good five minutes before that finish. Yeah, so. He was hobbling pre-show before the show even started at 730, before bell time. Yeah, so. I, yeah. Like, he might have hurt his ankle. Like, I'll, I'll try to dig around for that and find out. But, uh, I think I was the only person laughing at that finish, though. Because as soon as. Oh, my God. As soon as the, the Kurt Hawkins-looking guy ran in and did that backslide pin. Oh, I love Gary J. He's great. Yeah. He's my favorite from that team. But as soon as that happened, everybody else was like, what? Yeah. Because it, it was so quick. It just like, you just hear me going, ha, ha, And ha, ha. It, it's so weird because I felt like this was the Carnies to lose in a way. Just, you know, like, they're the only trio that's ever been in, or like, in the Scenic City universe ever. And then, especially with Team Glory Pro, they're the only non-Southeastern team because they're based out of St. Louis. And I know some people are like, Missouri's the South. Well, kind of, I guess. But St. Louis is not the South. It's it's the Midwest. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> um, so it was, it was kind of weird in that. Again, for Shock Factor, I thought it was really cool. And then when you know they did the final Nightmare Mob versus Ghoulie Pro, I was like, oh, this is Nightmare. They're all local. They all literally, like Joey and Matt are from Chattanooga. I don't know where Kyle lives, but I know it's in Tennessee. So I'm like, it's, it's theirs. To li-. And then Ghoulie Pro goes over again. I'm like, huh, okay. And see, I was kind of – I 
pretty much figured the Carnies were going to lose as soon as Nightmare Mob won. Cause, I thought that was the final. Yeah, well, I mean, they were the two most over teams, and if you're going yeah. with classic Southern booking, you're not going to have face and heel. And Glory Pro were working heel from the first moment. Yeah. That poor guy in the red tights. Oh, yeah. That uh, first match. Just buy that boy any rib cages. He was oh, dead. God, I don't and think I, he was selling. I think he was dead. He was <laughs> murdered. And it's so weird uh, because I know that team, Team Southern Underground Pro, which I think had a great showing, uh, AJ, AJ Gray, Kevin Koo, and Jaden Newman. Uh, they kind of had the whole shtick going where uh, Kevin Koo is from uh, like the Knoxville area, AJ is from West Tennessee, and then Jaden like went to high school somewhere here. I don't know if he went to Hickson, but he and he's still like a young kid. He's like nineteen or twenty. I don't know, but he went to high school somewhere here. So it was, that was kind of cool. But I think the whole like them working heel was like we're gonna work over the, the local baby face, and it, I mean it kind of worked. But then. Second, third match, they worked babyface, and it didn't really make the most sense. And then, you know, they had the whole, like, emotional, like, we won, and the whole thing. I don't no. know. It was, it was weird. Well, I mean, the thing is, they were so blatantly heel in that first match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. crowd wasn't going to get behind them if, if they tried. They could have gone out and kissed the babies before their second match. Yeah. crowd was still going to hate them. Yeah. Uh, Except for that one lady who really did not like that lead carney. Oh, yeah, that was like that was the, that was the feud of the night it was between the Carney guy and um, the lady in the pink. I I have seen I have seen before fans in the crowd want to fight the actual wrestlers on tape. I've never seen it in person, and I went to WrestleMania weekend this year. Like I went to like thirteen shows over four days. I've never seen it like it was tonight. Like that lady wanted to murder Nick Iggy, and it was awesome. And you know, every indie show I've been to, there's always been at least one person who wanted to kill a wrestler. See, that's because like Mania weekend, that's that's a crowd full of smarks from all over the world. They're going to talk about work rate before they would. Ah, oh, he looked at me funny. Yeah. But no, this is, this is Alabama and Tennessee. This area this is southern. It's awesome. Old ladies are going to swing canes every chance they get. I love well, it. Well, that's a local favorite. You're being mean. Play fair. Yeah, I, I love it. It, it. It's so weird. That, again, I was talking to Mikey about this, but it's it's such a weird – even just comparing like a local like Indiana crowd and a local Tennessee crowd, so much different, like on tape, live, whatever, and – I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it's easy to start a wrestling promotion in the South because it's not. It's not easy to start a wrestling promotion anywhere. Period. But like, if you make it, they will come. Sort of situation. Like Southerners love this shit, and I don't really know why, but it just resonates, and everybody thinks it's real. It's really good. It's like imagine the whole state is a state of little kids and wrestling Santa Claus. They refuse to believe that it's fake. Well, the, the why mo- would they? The, 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 uh, that. Hold on. <laughs> Santa's real. We we discussed yeah, we that not discuss ten it. minutes ago. Did you say a whole group of kids wrestling Santa Claus? Listen, oh, what? There's somebody. It's Nova Pro. They're booking a show. I don't know which show it is, but Santa Claus is wrestling on it. <laughs> we're driving up to Virginia. You know, Santa got hit by a car on SmackDown that time. Yeah, and then, you know, last year on Talking Smack, Santa Claus came and he was seemed inebriated on yeah. Talking Smack. Uh, I don't know if it was true. He was with Heath Slater. That was a really good bit. Did but, you ever uh, see that Santino Morella promo where he was about to reveal a dark secret about Santa and John Cena stopped him? No, I don't think I've you ever seen that. You have to look that up. Santino was a goldmine of fantastic. Oh, no, I love yeah. Santino. I've never yeah. seen that. No, though. this was during Glamorella. Oh. I think it was the first time he ever said John Chena. Oh, yeah, John and, Chena. And John almost cracked right there on camera. Yeah. 
Look that up. Uh, it's amazing. I will. That's that, not just for you. It's for whoever's listening. <laughs> All seven of your viewers. Hold on. No viewers. 100, 700 it's podcast audio. listeners. Cody's rubbing his nose. He's 8, getting really excited. 8,436 million people <laughs> who enjoy Ach. <laughs> I think on that note, I mean, we, we talked about, I mean, final thoughts on the show. We, crit- we critiqued the booking. We talked about the matches. But any, like, final thoughts? Is there anybody you're like, after seeing, you're like, I want to see more of them. Uh, definitely, obviously, more the Lynch Mob. Definitely more the Carnies, mm-hmm. uh, and like just a lot of the other smaller guys, you know, like uh, AJ and uh, yeah, AJ was great. I think I, 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 a lot of their names escape me because it's just yeah. like I mean, there's 24 wrestlers. I yeah, but I, there was like I said, there wasn't a bad showing. There were definitely some matches that were a little bit slower, a little weaker, but all in all, it was a top to bottom a great show. Yeah. But I did want to mention the biggest pop of the night, or the two biggest pops of the night. One came for uh, uh, <laughs> plugging the barbecue sandwich at the uh, the high school oh, and yeah. the uh, local coach doing a stunner. Yeah, the the head football coach at Hickson High School hit a stunner on Cyrus the Destroyer's manager, and I have never seen people just go from dead to losing their shit. They're they like, blew the roof off. Like It was crazy. It was insane like it was an insane reaction it was awesome and uh pretty good stunner too i mean and the, and the, the guy was good and the guy bumped for it and mm-hmm. like he did it properly it was really good yeah. i don't know <laughs> and i've seen worse stunners from the president yeah i've seen donald trump yeah. take a stunner worse than that and guy the did, head so. of the small business association <laughs> the government you know there's a lot of people in the white house that have been stunned by stone cold and also, too many people in the White House that are in the WWE Hall of Fame. That's my take on it. What a time to be alive. <laughs> That's my take on it. All right, well, thank you. If you guys want to plug anything, plug away. Absolutely. If you're ever in Tuscaloosa, come to the comic strip on Hargrove Road. I own the store. Give me your money. I'll give you comic books and statues and toys mm-hmm. and recommendations. And I'll tell you how Roman Reigns is destroying the current booking of the WWE. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have a conversation about that. All right, Pat, do your plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow, uh, follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. Yeah, that's right. Tanner1495. You can follow all the All You Can Hear stuff. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or on Twitter, AYCH Podcast, twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear. We're on, God, what else are we on? Instagram. Uh, we're AYCH Podcast. And uh, I'm going to plug everybody else. Wenzel's Twitter at Wenzel Wilkie. Colt's Twitter. What's your Twitter? It's Wednesday Wilkie. Oh, Wenzel's Twitter at Wednesday Wilkie. Colt's Twitter at Colt D88. And Cody's Twitter at CODDOC11. Thank you, and have a good night. We done?